Hi love and welcome to Lovely with Lana. I'm Lana, your podcast host, here to talk about all things Pilates, wellness, fashion, lifestyle, and of course, it has to be pink. Well, not all the time, but most of the time at least. I hope that you absolutely love this episode and let's get right into it. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am so happy that you decided to click on and listen in. If you are new, an extra special welcome to you, whether you found me through social media, scrolling through Spotify, Apple, or just somehow randomly clicked and found me, I am happy that you're here. You are in the right place at the right time. If you're returning, as always, hugs and kisses. I'm so proud of this little wellness princess community growing and becoming the best versions of ourselves. Be sure to follow this podcast, give it a rating, give it a review, share it to your story because I will always repost and hype you up and follow all of my socials by clicking the link tree in the description. Also, I did mention a couple of in the last episode, episode 58, I believe that I wanted to create a group chat for all the girls, for all the self-improvement girls. So whether you are in school or maybe you are getting your internships, you have your full-time job, you're in college, where whatever stage of life you're in, if you are really wanting friends that have a similar mindset than you, like if you want people from all over the world who also care about their health, their wellness, you know, getting good grades, achieving great things, creating their own businesses, or starting a amazing corporate job, then definitely click the link in the link tree because it's a direct link to join the Discord. Because I have, I think, currently like 25 girls from all over the world joining girls from Singapore and um, England and the US all over the world. It's amazing. And so just seeing people that are just like you is really nice, especially if you're feeling lonely. So let's set the mood. So currently it is 3 p.m. on a Friday and normally I'd be in the office working. If you don't know, I currently work two full-time, two internships. One of them is full-time, one of them is part-time. And then I also have this podcast, socials. It's a lot, but normally I would be in the office right now. Luckily on Fridays, I am able to work from home and my Fridays end early. So I am able to do things like social media and podcasting, and I absolutely love it. I'm actually re-recording this episode because the previous episode, there was just something wrong with the audio quality, and I want to make sure it is perfect for you all. So I am re-recording this. Anyway, at three o'clock, I have my tea and my water next to me because, boy, oh boy, my throat hurt. I I had a lot of Zoom meetings today, and talking for like four hours straight is not the vibe sometimes, but... Then again, I have a podcast and that's what I'm doing. So right now I am just on a high. Like normally I do a high and a low, but like today the vibes right now, the vibes are vibing. I kind of started off a little more anxious, you know, just anxiety. I have a lot of things on my plate, but luckily I feel like just spending more time around my family. I'm a big extrovert. So spending more time around my family and other people just gave me this burst of energy. And I'm so, so excited to talk on the podcast and maybe spread the good vibes. So yes, that's my high, just having lots of energy. And then my low is, I think for me, And this is exactly the episode I needed this week because I feel like I've not been eating the healthiest. I've not been listening to my body in regards to what it needs. I've not been including mindful nutrition. I've just been kind of grabbing and going or getting so involved in work that I don't really take a break to eat. And that is an issue in itself, Um, just not listening to my body and 
when I do eat, it's generally not, it's very like processed like all the time. And that's not making me feel good because normally I like to eat a balance and not just only rely on processed food. So I definitely needed this episode and generally all of my episodes are catered to what I need and what the rest of the community needs because we all kind of struggle with the same things. So understand that if you're kind of like in a healthy eating rut, if you're listening to me, you're kind of like, it's so confusing. Social media doesn't help me. There's so much information out there. What diet do I go on? This is the episode for you. Alrighty. So first I do have to preface that eating healthy is really different for everyone. For some people, um, they can have gluten and dairy and they're fine. And for other people, they have really severe allergic reactions or they get really, really uncomfortably bloated and it doesn't work with their bodies. For some people, naturally, they're not super hungry in the mornings and they prefer to eat later in the evening. And other people need to have their breakfast because they need that energy. So I think every single body is different and what works for you might not work for someone else. So please always listen to your body and see if something feels good both physically and mentally. Because of course, you can eat 100% clean, but I don't feel like mentally that would be great um, because maybe you're craving just that cupcake. But if you restrict yourself, mentally that's not going to feel so good. Also, again, I'm not a dietitian, I'm not a nutritionist, I'm not a doctor, and you know, I'm not, I don't have credentials, but I have years of experience and going through my own journey with finding a healthy balance with food, it was a struggle. If you've been on this podcast for a while, you would know that I struggled with anorexia for a couple of years. I fell into a very restrictive, obsessive mindset around food. I would count calories. I would not eat like anything refined sugar. I would like not eat anything processed. I wouldn't eat bread. Like it was a whole ordeal. And that I was probably super unhealthy. I didn't, ha- I didn't feel energized. I didn't feel like myself. I lost my personality. I lost my strength. I lost my female health. I, my hormones were out of whack. And so it's like, I have my own journey and finding a healthy balance of eating in a way that feels good, both physically and mentally is a never-ending journey that I'm on, but I've learned a lot. First, I'm going to talk about all of the tips for healthy eating, whether you are starting out healthy eating, maybe you're in a healthy eating rut like me. I just want to give some quick tips that, again, are also non-restrictive and, you know, make sure that you are taking care of both your physical and mental health and... Then at the end of the episode, I asked the community, so the group chat and the Instagram story, which by the way, you should definitely follow the podcast Instagram, which is lovely with Lana pod. And I always want to get community questions because I want to tailor these episodes towards you. And so at the end of the episode, I will answer specific questions like sugar addiction, intermittent fasting, um, and just finding a healthy balance with food near the end. One of the members of the community asked for me not to mention calories, but this goes into tip number one, and I'm going to have to mention it, but probably not in the way you think. Don't count calories. See, I mentioned, I'm going to mention calories, but I'm telling you not to count them. And here's why. Intuitive eating is really everything. Counting calories for me and for most people, it's going to take over your life. It might start off innocent, But you can get hooked on counting calories and trying to eat less very, very quickly. And calories are not necessarily nutrition. 
when I was counting calories, I was probably not eating very healthy. I would not eat like any healthy fat because it was high in calories. And then I wondered why my skin was so dry and my lips were always cracking. It's because I literally didn't eat healthy fat. I didn't, I wouldn't eat an avocado. I wouldn't eat butter. I wouldn't eat nuts. I literally wouldn't eat healthy fat because it had calories. You know, something like if you take you can have like the low calorie bread that's like 50 calories or something. But compare that to a fresh sourdough out of the oven that's like filled with just whole grains and nutrients. This fresh sourdough might be double or triple the calories, but it has so much more nutrition for your body that it's actually healthier to eat the thing with more calories. So this is why I'm telling you, do not count calories. Counting calories will screw you up. It will ruin your relationship with food. And ultimately, people that count calories don't really have a healthy relationship with food. When you count calories, you're focusing on getting the biggest bang for your buck. You're almost like budgeting. So you're going to want to put as much food as possible in your calorie budget. That often means that you will rely on processed food. Because it's always the most processed, you know, low-calorie protein bars and stuff that you're going to buy. That's not going to be healthy. You are not going to be fulfilled if you're counting calories. And this is where intuitive eating comes in. So intuitive eating is all about understanding what your body needs, okay? Sometimes you get hungry and it's 10 o'clock and you're literally about to go to sleep. Like for me, this was literally last night. I was literally about to go to bed and I was hungry. And I felt like, what did my body need? And in that moment, I said, you know, normally I don't eat this late, but I'm hungry and I'm going to obey my body's hunger. My body was craving, you know, protein and healthy fat and carbs. It was craving like almost a full meal. And so I made some avocado toast literally at 10 o'clock at night. And this was after dinner, but my body was really craving something and it needed energy. But then when I woke up, I had so much energy. I was able to do a full workout and a walk because I listened to my body when it asked for food. And this is why I think intuitive eating is such a game changer because number one, intuitive eating is like definitely one of the hardest journeys I'm still learning to this day how to continue embarking on because even now, I'm struggling to eat intuitively because I'm in a high stress job and I'm reaching a lot more for like the sugary, more processed food because intuitively that's what my body like just wants that quick hit of sugar and that's okay. But once it be- once it's like sugar all the time, it doesn't make me feel good physically. It makes me feel really groggy. So mindful nutrition is everything. So I know you're probably like, wait a minute, this is all like tip one. So let me kind of summarize. Do not count calories, rather intuitively eat. Understand if your body is hungry, feel what your body needs. And when it's full, you can stop eating. It's okay to leave food on the plate. Instead of counting like the exact portion of almonds or something, feel how much your body wants. And oftentimes the serving size that you see on the box might be either too much or too little for yourself. And I think when you allow yourself to eat intuitively, you understand that sometimes Like you can pass on dessert. If you ever sat in a table and you wondered how some people were able to like stop eating when they were full, but you just kept shoving food in your plate, in your mouth, that's probably because you don't have the best relationship with food. Eating intuitively will help solve that. And I can make an entire different episode on how to eat intuitively. So just 
DM me and say, make an episode because I will definitely do that. Number two is prioritize protein. So protein is the building block for your body and make sure that you are eating enough. It is the most satiating macronutrient because protein requires your body a lot of time and energy to break down. Most people need about 0.5 to 1 grams of protein per pound of body weight. If you are outside of the U.S., that is about 1.2 to 1.7 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. So if you're like 100 pounds, like 120, roughly 80 to 120 grams of protein is kind of your benchmark. Now, again, threading in that do not count. Don't count protein. Just kind of eyeball. Maybe for a day or two, kind of calculate in your head about how much protein did I eat. Don't count. I'm not saying count the calories. Only count the protein. If you're, you know, eating enough protein for your body weight, then I think you're in the clear and you can continue doing what you normally do. If you're eating really under protein, then mindfully start adding more sources of protein in all of your meals and snacks. So for example, adding an extra egg on the side with your breakfast, adding a little maybe extra, a little extra chicken with your lunch, um, maybe adding some more nuts to your snack because that protein will add up. I do need to mention though, again, this needs to be very mindful and intuitive. Shoving protein down your throat 24-7 is not going to help you in the long run. Adding things to your plate is great, but also make sure that you aren't adding so much protein and adding so much other things that the enjoyment of the meal is going down. I noticed that when I was really, really focused on protein, I would add so much protein to my meal, like all this chicken and turkey and all this beans that like it was so much that like... I just didn't enjoy eating anymore because I feel like all I was eating was just meat and beans and quinoa and nuts, you know? So make it really mindful. And it's okay if once in a while you eat a meal and it does not have protein. Just understand that you might get hungry quicker after a meal without protein. So make sure you have a protein-rich snack afterwards. Number three is eat a variety. Variety is king when it comes to healthy eating and a healthy gut. Eating the rainbow And eating and seasonally really allows your gut microbiome to be as diverse and as healthy as possible. Make sure that every week you have different veggies, fruits, proteins, grains, and healthy fats. Of course, if you're like me, you kind of like to eat the same thing. So make sure that at least one meal out of all of your meals is different every single day. So, you know, for me, I generally eat the same breakfast and lunch. Maybe they might vary a little bit, but dinner is always something new and fresh. I also, again, eating seasonally really helps. So definitely in the summer, I eat more fruit and veggies because they're fresh. And in the winter, I crave more heartier meals. Number four is eat when you are hungry. Now this, again, all of this really ties together. I'm sorry. Intuitive eating. You know, I'm going to repeat intuitive eating about 20 times. And I really need to make an entire episode on intuitive eating. But I just want to warn you, suppressing your hunger... If you're hungry and you're trying to suppress your hunger with willpower, water, tea, coffee, gum, it will backfire. And you will find yourself feeling out of control around food because you did not eat when your body asked for food. So, for example, I worked with a dietitian for a period of recovering from my eating disorder. And she always repeated to me that hunger is kind of like 
trying to, like your body wanting to go to the bathroom. Let's pretend you really got to pee, okay? And I do this all the time. I'm literally doing this right now. You have to pee. You feel like you need to go to the bathroom, but like you're working. So you're saying, okay, I'll wait. So 30 minutes goes by. Again, you have to go to the bathroom, but again, you're working. So now two hours goes by. But by like at the end of those two hours, you are running to the bathroom because you're about to pee your pants, right? The same thing is really with food. You can suppress your hunger for a couple hours, maybe even a day, but that's not healthy because once you get access to food, you won't be able to listen to your body and listen to your hunger and fullness signals because you didn't listen to the hunger signal. Like there will be no fullness signal if you don't listen to the hunger. Number five is no food is good or bad. So this is definitely a mindset shift that intuitive eating has allowed me to make. When you put food on a pedestal and you view things that are considered treats like chocolate or bread as bad and things like salad as good, that will get you in a lot of trouble. Putting things on a pedestal often gives you the forbidden fruit effect. So ultimately, you are taking like you are convincing your morality and tying it to food when that's not really right. At the end of the day, food is calories. Calories is energy. So food is energy. It is so important to view all food as equal. Some foods might definitely be more nutritionally dense, but if you count one food as bad and one food as good, and then like refuse yourself of the bad food or call yourself bad for eating quote unquote bad food, this will often lead to overeating or even binge eating sessions because you are giving yourself more anxiety and more things to worry about regarding that food. Remember, all food is energy and all food fits in a healthy diet. Number six is fill at least half your plate with fruits and veggies when possible. So I think we are so busy and oftentimes we forget that fruits and veggies are really, really important in your diet. Make sure that half of your plate or maybe even just a quarter is filled with fruits and veggies. This will give you the fiber that your gut and your body needs to keep things healthy. Remember, your gut microbiome loves fiber, and it's just so important to include in a diet. If you're sometimes like not really craving veggies, kind of like me sometimes, honestly, I don't want them, then rather than just not having anything, have some fruit. I kind of treat myself like a toddler, and I convince myself that if I can't have veggies, then at least I'll have fruit. Fruit is just easier in my mind to convince yourself to eat. Number seven is cook and bake more from home. So this will not only save you money, but also peace of mind. A lot of restaurants and bakeries are number one, super, super expensive nowadays. And number two, not all of them have very good quality ingredients. So I think when you cook and bake from home, not only are you able to vary your diet and try different vegetables and get fresh fruit and vegetables and meat and grains, but you're also able to save a ton of money and use really nice ingredients. So maybe like organic or it was bought from a local farm or something like that. Number eight is make sure that your plate is balanced. In all of your plates, understand that intuitive eating is important, but so is mindful nutrition. Making sure that, okay, if I'm craving something like a burger, right? You can have that burger, but on the side, add some veggies for some fiber. Make sure there's the healthy fat, which oftentimes is in the burger itself. Making sure that you have obviously carbs with the bread, the bun of the burger, 
the protein is the patty. Um, just adding on to your cravings is so important in balancing your plate. This is the you know term of mindful nutrition and just gentle nutrition because you are taking what you crave and you're adding on to it. Trust me, this changes the game when everything is balanced because not only does it satiate you more, but again, it's putting all food on a level playing field. The burger isn't bad. The salad isn't good. They just fit all together in a healthy diet on the same plate. All right. Number nine is being mindful when you eat. So I find that it's really easy to just click on YouTube or Netflix when you eat. And sometimes, again, that's okay. Life's all about balance. But especially if you're first trying to learn how to intuitively eat, mindful eating is so important. Mindful eating just makes you focus on the food. So sit yourself down at a normal table and just eat. No distractions, just you and the food. Taste the food, appreciate where the food came from, and, you know, in your mind, be grateful for all the hands that, you know, processed and touched the food from the farmer to the truck driver to the grocery store clerk. All those people eventually helped get the food into your tummy. So be really grateful for that and be mindful of all the amazing things that went on to make sure that food is on your plate. It also, again, helps you to feel out those fullness and hunger cues. And finally, number 10 is remember that your diet and everything else will not be perfect. I'm very honest on this podcast, and right now, I'm not eating super healthy. I'm heavily relying on the processed things, and right now, my body does not feel so hot. But taking all these tips, I'm definitely going to try and implement it together with you girls to make sure that my diet is healthy and I'm feeling myself both mentally and physically rather than just having a really unbalanced diet. My diet really is intuitive eating. My diet is 80-20. I really want to strive for 70 to 80% healthy whole food. So food that's coming from the ground or from an animal. And then 20% is the processed things. But right now it's definitely like 50-50. So I have to change that ratio up. But again, remember, seasons come and go right now. I'm not eating as healthy as I was a couple months ago. But things have changed and I will be working on including more whole foods and just foods that will really nourish me from the inside out. Okay, so now I'm going to talk about the trendy topics, the questions that you girls sent over to me through the Instagram DMs or just the messages in the group chat. So one of the first questions I got was intermittent fasting. I think intermittent fasting can be helpful for certain people. But like currently, I don't do it and I've never successfully intermittent fasted because I work out in the morning and after I work out, I will be fueling my body. Thank you very much. So it doesn't really work for me. Um, Also, I do like to have breakfast. I like to have a coffee with milk. I like to have a latte. I like to have energy and calories in the morning. And so for me, it never really worked. Um... And I know that right now it's super trendy and everyone's talking about it, but I'm going to do a couple of warnings on intermittent fasting. So first, there are benefits such as I've seen at lower inflammation and improved recovery times. However, most of the studies were done on men and men have very stable hormones that women don't. Our hormones are constantly changing. And that's why I'm like, okay, well, these studies exist, right? But they're not necessarily applicable to women. And so that's why I feel like men are okay to do it, but women aren't. 
in in certain cases um i think especially if you're younger if you're like not a full-grown adult yet if you're like under 18 i think intermittent fasting is definitely not even healthy because your body is requiring a lot of nutrients to grow and develop um and then on top of that i think if you're an athlete if you work out a lot in the morning intermittent fasting probably isn't for you um if you have a not great relationship with food if you tend to overeat a lot at night um you might have binge eating tendencies at night um or perhaps you have an eating disorder I don't recommend for you to intermittent fast because eating breakfast literally has been proven to like calm people's fears around food and really fuel your body throughout the day. Also, yes, if you're female with hormones, like intermittent fasting has been proven to not help hormone balance. Um, If you're trying to regain a period or just like help with things like hormonal acne, um, I don't really recommend for you to intermittent fast. I've done a lot of research. I've talked to a lot of doctors and nutritionists, and they say for a lot of women, intermittent fasting can be tricky, especially if um, you deal with not so balanced hormones, if you deal with a bad relationship with food, um, which quite frankly, a lot of women do struggle with. So again, it's good for certain people. Definitely, if you want to try it, you can, as long as like you don't have an, you don't have an eating disorder, you are like fully mature adult i think it's totally okay but if you're like young like really young like under 18 you're still kind of growing like maybe you work out heavy in the morning like don't don't intermittent fast the only reason like people lose weight really from intermittent fasting it's nothing special they just go into a caloric deficit because you're pretty much skipping a meal um in the in the day so you're you know cutting out however many calories breakfast would be and there you go there's your deficit um but again There's a lot of, you know, issues. I think there's not enough studies with females with intermittent fasting, especially young females. So that's definitely something to be cautious about. Another question I got was regarding sugar. So according to tons of studies, the European Journal of Nutrition, British Journal of Sports Medicine, among others, sugar can be as addictive as cocaine. Now, before you freak out and cut out all sugar and say, oh my goodness, I'm not eating sugar ever again. I literally just ate chocolate here's why I'm not cutting out sugar. Just listen up. So it is proven that sugar does release dopamine, which is the happy chemical, the the chemical that gives you pleasure, right? That chemical is released in the same area as cocaine is released. But let's back up. All food releases dopamine. So obviously, biologically, our ancestors, if we didn't like to eat, we probably wouldn't be alive. For for us to take pleasure and enjoyment and have dopamine released, happy chemicals released when we eat anything, whether that's sugar, whether that is a salad, right? We do get some dopamine from that because biologically we are wired to enjoy eating. In- putting in like enjoyment and pleasure in food is totally normal and human and it's healthy to really appreciate and enjoy the food that you're eating. That's why like people... People just don't get that. But let's step back. Why is sugar so good, honestly? Like, why does everyone love sugar? Why do you really like high fat, high sugar things in particular? Think like a pastry. Why is it so good? It's not your taste buds necessarily. That's part of it. But a big part of it is biologically, sugar and fat are like the energy powerhouses for our bodies. Sugar is glucose. And glucose is like, carbohydrates, you know, carbs, sugar, that's made of glucose. And glucose is the body's preferred source of energy. So of course, when we eat sugar, 
our bodies can be like, oh, whoa, this is going to help us survive. So of course, we're going to love eating sugar. Also with fat, fat is stored in our body as stored versions of energy. So of course, when we eat high fat foods, we feel good. We release more pleasure because our bodies are wired to enjoy those types of foods. In this way, this is why I think cutting out sugar, cutting out fat, that's a horrible idea. It is okay to derive pleasure and joy from things like sugar, like fat. We derive pleasure from all types of food, but especially sugar, um, carbohydrates, and fat because biologically that was the energy and is the energy for our body. I think the people that are trying to avoid sugar, avoid this, avoid that, you're probably going to be more likely to binge on it because again, forbidden fruit effect, I will harp about this effect because I really did struggle with this in the past. I said I can't eat sugar and you know, who ate half a bar, like an entire bar of chocolate within five minutes? Me. Because I convinced myself that I can't eat that and so I'm going to want it more. Instead of having, you know, two two squares a day and I don't overeat on the chocolate because I'm able to have it every single day. So instead of avoiding sugar, avoiding fat, avoiding food that is genuinely fun, um, it doesn't even have to be chocolate, pastries, things like that, totally good in your diet. But again, balance is important. Be mindful of the portions. So like obviously eating a full bar of chocolate probably isn't like the best way to go, but a couple of squares here and there, grabbing a pastry and keep it balanced. Make sure that the rest of your diet is filled with, you know, grains and proteins and vegetables and fruit and beautiful sources of all the, you know, protein, fat, carbs, fiber, everything, right? And of course, including fun treats in your diet. I have a dessert once or twice a day, every single day. Sometimes it's a couple of squares of dark chocolate. Sometimes it's a cookie. Sometimes it's a piece of fruit. It really depends on what I am craving. So again, don't avoid it. But be mindful when you eat it and make sure that um, you're fully enjoying it and not making yourself feel guilty for enjoying things that have sugar and fat and things like that because you're going to love it. And if you give yourself permission to enjoy it, you're much more likely to be in the moment and not overeat it due to guilt. I also get a lot of questions regarding intuitive eating versus calorie or macro counting. So, you know, calorie counting counting all the calories um, in the food that you eat every day. Macro counting is very similar to calorie counting. It is counting your protein, fat, carbs, and then um, like grams wise. And then intuitive eating is really just letting go of food rules and feeling how your body, like when your body wants to eat, how much it wants to eat, stopping when you're full, eating when you're hungry, being mindful of what you're eating, um, and sometimes including gentle nutrition to make sure that you're not just like eating, I don't know, chocolate 24-7, pair something with that chocolate, pair something with that pizza, um, and that way you have a super balanced diet. But personally, I mentioned this like a million times throughout the episode, I do not agree with calorie or macro counting. I think the only people that really should be doing that are like elite athletes that have to look a certain way for, you know, bodybuilding, for like maybe elite athletes that like burn thousands and thousands because all they do is train like maybe they need a nutritionist they need someone to guide them through caloric counting and macro counting to make sure that they're feeling their bodies enough but an average person that goes to the gym and tries to live a healthy lifestyle probably like you doesn't necessarily need that intuitive eating is hard and i definitely definitely will be making an episode in the future to guide you through that 
as someone who had to start intuitive eating from scratch because I had an eating disorder, um, anorexia. Anorexia went into a binge restrict cycle. So I really had to learn pretty much through the fire how to trust my body again when it comes to food because I lost a lot of trust. So definitely DM me if you want that episode um, because I don't know when I will record that, but pretty soon. Someone asked, how to control what you eat, but also eat whatever you want whenever you want. Now, this is intuitive eating at its finest. You can, you should not be worried about controlling what you eat. You know what the best control of what you eat is? Your body. <laughs> like, I'm completely honest. Your body will tell you very, very clearly, I'm full. Stop eating. And of course, you can eat past that, but then you're going to feel bloated and uncomfortable. If you listen to your body when it says, I'm full, stop eating, bam, like you're you're good to go. You're golden. You don't need to control what you eat and meticulously plan everything out because I did that in the past. And quite frankly, I wasn't very successful. I was successful when I listened to my body. And when my body said, mm, I'm not feeling like that today, or I really am craving it, that my body is my control. I don't need to use my mind or mastermind behind things. Of course, gentle nutrition is great. So adding on, adding, you know, if it's you're craving chocolate, add some nuts, add some fruit to it, make it a little more balanced snack. But like, seriously, don't be worried about controlling what you eat. Once you understand your body, once you fully let go of control, you're, of course, you might have like, a rough patch where you're just eating like processed food 24-7. I've had multiple of those patches. But over time, your body will adjust and normalize itself. And again, eating whatever you want, whenever you want, is really intuitive eating. When you are craving something, don't like, I know I see those Instagram reels that are like, mm, if you're craving chocolate, you probably don't eat enough spinach. Well, if I'm craving chocolate, I want chocolate and stuffing spinach in my mouth is just not going to do it. So I'm just going to have a couple squares of chocolate mindfully, enjoy it so much, and then have that craving fulfilled. And honestly, once when you crave something and you honor that and you have a you know reasonable portion, maybe start small and add a little more if you want, like seconds. Honestly, I don't struggle with cravings because I let myself have my cravings mindfully. And so it's not controlling. I don't binge on chocolate bars anymore. I don't freak out about eating a whole cookie. And if I eat a whole cookie, then I'm going to need to eat all 12 cookies. Like, no, I can just eat one, maybe even eat a half and save the rest for later. It's not a big deal. And it took me so long to get to this place. So again, I will be making an intuitive eating episode um, to help you through that because it is like the hardest journey I've ever been on to heal my relationship with food but it is possible. So whether you are starting from ground zero, you're struggling with your relationship with food, you have no idea. Um, you hate, like, you just hate how you feel around food. Maybe you feel anxious and panicked and just distressed all the time and confused. Trust me, it gets better. I promise. And it takes a while. It, it took me almost two years to like figure it out. And I'm still figuring it out today. Like, I just literally told you I've been relying too heavily on processed food and uh, my body's not feeling good. But because I'm so in tune with my body, I know what to do. I know that, you know, I'll have some more vegetables. I'll make sure that I'm trying to pack um, food to work that perhaps is a little more home, a little less like processed bars and whatnot. Because processed bars are great, but when I'm eating that like a lot every single day, it definitely adds up and it doesn't make me feel good. So all about balance. Again, 
80% whole foods and then 20% fun foods. All right. So I hope that this episode was super helpful. I know it was definitely kind of on the longer end, so I apologize for that, but there's a lot to unpack here and I want to make sure that I answer all of your girls' questions and just help you develop a healthy relationship with food because trust me, whether you want to lose weight or you just want a healthy relationship with food or maybe you're even trying to gain weight, I don't know what journey you're on, but a healthy relationship with food is absolutely vital because a healthy relationship with food is sustainable. If you're able to eat all things in moderation and feel how your body feels after every food and be mindful of that, diets don't work. And you'll learn that very quickly. But what works is lifestyle changes. What works is gentle nutrition. What works is intuitively feeling, what does my body need today? Because our bodies are very good at telling us what they need. We just need to take the time to listen. All right. So yes, I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. This episode helped. I really do hope. And as always, um, be sure to give this podcast a rating and a review if it helped. Share it with someone who might need to hear an episode like this. And also be sure to follow me on all of my socials linked down in the description. Also, I'm going to mention this because I stopped like running ads for this, but I do have a digital eating disorder recovery journal also in the link tree. Um, and it's super like a super good journal if you are starting to recover from an eating disorder or you're kind of reaching a plateau in your eating disorder recovery. Um, I created the 75 day challenge because it will push you past your limits and you'll feel a lot less alone going through that journal and doing those challenges and making sure that you're feeling your body and kind of learning intuitive eating as you are recovering from an eating disorder because I find it really important to again, teach yourself healthy skills around food, um, no matter where you are in your journey, whether you have an eating disorder or you're just trying to find a way to improve your health and wellness. All right. Well, I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.